at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Welcome to this week's show. Today, I will be talking about Exercising when you're disabled, it can prove to have some extra challenges that able-bodied people do not have. I know I experience this quite often, um, and it does make things difficult. Um, But before we get started, I'd like to remind you, this show is on Thursday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have Zoom and would like to chat with me online during the show, our phone number to contact us is 1-646-558-8656. That's the United States number through New York. So your um, long distance charges may apply. Our meeting ID for Zoom is 465-172-882. And if you'd like to um, mess or Email me directly. My email address is Erica H. Erica with a K. H at newheightseducation.org. So let's get going on today's topic. So today I'd like to talk about exercising and what to do if you happen to be disabled and exercising is, you know, can be painful or limiting, you know, you're limited in what you can do. So here's, here's how I came up with this topic. So I was watching way too much YouTube as you do, you know, the pandemic. Um, Sometimes you get sucked down those rabbit holes. Um, And one of those weight loss challenge videos came up. It's just, you know, a YouTuber decides, I'm going to lose X number of pounds, say 10 or 30 or even 100. And the goal is for the person to share their weight loss journey with the public um, following whatever diet or exercise they they have chosen. Um, follow-up videos will often show the, the person doing the workout and their resulting you know, weight loss. 
I was looking at these and I'm like, well, you know, that's all well and good, but what if you have, you know, mobility issues that really limit your your ability to exercise? Um, I myself do. Um, I have balance issues that preclude me from doing a lot of the aerobic exercises um, because of the CP. Um, my muscles are extremely tight, especially in the lower limbs. So doing um, stretches, although it is strongly recommended for people with CP, I'll be honest, it's extremely painful for me to do. Um, so it, it is difficult. Um, add on the chronic pain that I've had recently, and you've got a perfect storm of you know, pain and it's hard. It's hard to, um, it's hard to exercise and keep yourself, um, healthy. So what do we do if we'd like to stay fit and are disabled? Um, where do we even begin? You know, I, I ask this, ask myself this question continually, actually. Um, again, as I say in the majority of these shows, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare professional. I just provide you with basic information so you can go to your provider, your doctor, and talk to them about any changes you might want to make to your um, exercise regime if you have one. Um, so if you are looking for an exercise routine that meets your needs, again, consult your doctor. Um, so let's talk about what you know, a few things starting with expectations when you start to exercise. I'm going to take a quick break so we can have a um, update on NHEG and then I'll be back and we'll start talking about expectations for exercising for a disabled individual. Meet me on the other side of the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on education. If you missed the first segment of the show today, I'm discussing um, how do you exercise if you're a disabled individual with mobility issues or other issues that impair, you know, physical movement. So I, I'm beginning with your expectations of what you can do um, when you start exercising. Um, first, I would suggest keeping your fitness goals small and attainable. Um, this is hard for me <laughs> because I tend to go all in for about two weeks and then, you know, pain or strain on my body gets me and I drop whatever exercise routine I think I've started. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of living proof that reaching beyond your limits um, will cause injury and pain 
and again, I was less likely to do an activity, you know, if it causes pain. So uh, again, I'll use stretching. I'm very bad about that. Again, people with CP are supposed to stretch regularly. I don't um, because it's painful, but it creates a cycle of it would be less painful if I stretched regularly, you know. And so it's the cycle of you do it to get better, but it hurts, you know. Um, <clears throat> so again, know your limits. This doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to make the most out of any exercise plan you try. Um, but disabled people often have conditions they have to take into account, um, some of which may make it difficult for someone to perform certain stretches and movements or be unable to lift past a certain weight. Um, don't push yourself to do these things because you think you have to. Um, there are alternatives. For example, um, instead of aerobics, I take Tai Chi. Tai Chi is a very slow movement um, exercise. I do this because I, uh, my muscles cannot stand the impact of um, regular aerobic exercise. So I use Tai Chi as a way to stay mobile. Um, and it um, also, my balance is poor. So not only does Tai Chi actually help me with balance, it um, is slow enough that I can usually catch myself if I do lose my balance. Um, so the point is, is to get yourself moving any way you can and don't compare yourself to others. I know if you end up going to a gym like I have in the past, it's hard to see all these bodybuilders and strength trainers and think, well, why am I not? able to do that you know why why can't I push myself and look like them you know you have other considerations you need to take into account um, that they don't have and that's not a bad thing it's not a good thing it just is so next segment we will talk about the various exercise types and how you should approach them as a disabled individual Right now, I'm going to stop for a short break so we can uh, take a look at Silicon Valley High School, one of our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Today's episode is regarding disability and being disabled and trying to stay healthy. Um, if you miss the first two segments of this show, the show will be downloaded to the website. I encourage you to check it out. That's newheightseducation.org, www.newheightseducation.org. So let's talk about the exercise types that we talk about normally when we start talking about exercise. There, there are three. Um, the first one is cardiovascular exercises. This is pretty familiar to most people. 
Um, this is where aerobics come in, comes in. These ex exercises, they increase your heart rate and improve your endurance. So that's what they're for. Um, typical cardio exercises are running, walking, swimming, biking, etc. Depending on your disability, you may be able to swap out one of these exercises for another. Um, for example, I walk instead of run or jog. Again, balance, the strain on my muscles, can't handle uh, the running, and so I walk, and that's my trade-off. Um, additionally, also swimming and water aerobics can be very helpful for those with mobility issues. Hopefully when COVID ends, I look forward to using our swimming pool and actually exercising in the swimming pool to kind of take the weight off of myself while exercising. Um, water supports the body. That's why you feel lighter in, in, in water. Um, and it's easier to do some of these exercises that you normally couldn't do on land. Um, I've heard of people jogging in the swimming pool and it's much easier for them. So strength training is another one. This is the one that you see um, people working out with weights, um, weightlifting, that sort of thing. Um, it involves lifting weights or other resistance forces like a therapy band, which I'll talk about in a minute here. Um, this is used to build muscle and bone as well as help with balance and prevent falls. Once again, know your limits. Um, even people who are longtime weight trainers can strain something. Um, they can hurt themselves if they aren't careful. And I've heard of it happening. You know, uh, people just overdo, you know, overshoot their limits and they get hurt. Um, I think this is doubly true for anyone like us who have disabilities. Um, again, because we have certain things that we have to take into consideration. Um, so basically, if a healthy individual, an able-bodied individual, excuse me, I should use that term, um, can do it and actually over, overwork themselves, then definitely a disabled person should take another look. Um, Again, know your limits. For those of us who are in wheelchairs or other otherwise not mobile in the lower half of our bodies, like at all, uh, focusing on the top portion of the body is a good idea. Arms, chest, and etc. Um, this is the core um, of your body. And the same thing in reverse. Again, if for some reason you have little to no um, mobility in the top half of your body, focus on your legs and hips and things like that. Um, again, I encourage you not to compare yourselves to others. It can be difficult if you're in a public gym. Um, however, the goal is to increase strength, not overtax the muscle. Again, increase strength, not overtax the muscle. So the third um, option is flexibility. There are exercises for flexibility. This is where stretching comes in. So these exercises focus on increasing range of motion and preventing mus muscle atrophy. They include things such as stretching, yoga, tai chi, um, etc. Stretching is encouraged for people with CP, again, as I mentioned earlier. And this is in order to loosen up tight muscles. Now, I do, for myself, I do find tai chi is a bit easier on my muscles than just stretching. 
um, in and of itself. I think the reason for this is, is I'm, I'm constantly moving from one position to another. So if you're similar to me, and I know, you know, there are many, many disabilities out there that aren't, you know, similar to mine. But if you do happen to have that mus muscle tension, talk to your doctor about Tai Chi. I, I find it helpful. You might too. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take another break before we finish this segment. Um, this uh, segment up and I'll be back with you on the other side of the break. Hello listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org and while you're there, check out our online store at new heights-educational-group.myshopify.com Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. So we are continuing our discussion on exercising and disability. So the CDC recommends about two hours and 30 minutes of exercise for a disabled adult every week, although they also specify that it may not be possible, depending on your disability again. So exercise to the best of your ability, you know, your ability level, and that's something you and your doctor can judge. Um, I have a special note on gyms and gym memberships. Um, even healthy individuals, like I mentioned, can be intimidated or dislike going to a gym to exercise. I do. Um, I do dislike it. I don't like being kind of on display for everybody else. So I tend to do what I do at home. Um, again, I'm stating the obvious here. A gym isn't necessary for an exercise routine. Um, walking or biking in a safe area is a good idea. Um, as well as using a resistance band in your living room. Resistance bands are are um, used by physical therapists. If you have a physical therapist or, a, again, a doctor, you might want to see if they can give you or prescribe you an exercise band. They are basically very large rubber bands that you use um, to strengthen your muscles in your arms or, or your legs. I've actually used them for my for my legs, depending on how high you put the band and what muscles you're, you're working. They're very helpful. Um, and this stuff can be done in your living room. So for those people who would like to attend a gym, but feel that memberships are cost prohibitive, talk to the insurance. Some insurances do have um, free or low cost memberships. That's part of their deal. They want to make you as health, healthy as possible. That so there's been a huge push from insurance companies for um, to bring in you know gym memberships and that sort of thing um, to maintain your health. Some insurances may have free or low cost memberships again for the elderly and disabled. Um, however, I do want to talk about a few things. There are some barriers for disabled people when they try to exercise beyond just the physical. Um, number one, 
difficulty accessing exercise programs or information. Uh, yeah, this this is this is difficult, especially if you know your limitations but don't know where to start. Um, most leaflets and flyers are created with an able-bodied person in mind. So if you are looking at perhaps a yoga class or something like that, they may not have instructions or accommodations for a disabled individual. Um, again, I would talk to your doctor or your physical therapist to see which exercises are right for you because there's a risk, of course, of choosing the wrong exercise or an exercise that will actually cause more damage. Um, difficulty finding or getting to a space where they can exercise. Again, this is getting to the gym. This is getting to classes. Um, tai Chi. Um, I don't drive. I am lucky enough to have somebody who drives me to Tai, tai Chi. They're in the Tai Chi class um, with me. So I am very lucky in that regard. I would suggest um, doing something like that if you can get to the first um, class. If you are going to a class, you can ask one of your um, fellow exercisers to, you know, if, if they could um, take you to and from the class, that's a good idea. Um, also, when available, the bus is a good idea. Um, you might want to take, check with your insurance. Perhaps they have ideas on transportation, as does your provider, your doctor. Um, a lack of social support is number three. A lack of social support. A lot of us, especially in the COVID times, um, spend a lot of time at home. I know I do. Um, so it's hard to find that social backup you need in order to be successful at an exercise routine, or I should say have a better chance at being successful in an exercise routine. Um, you know, call your friends, you know, say, I'm going to go walk for 15 minutes and I want you to call me in 15 minutes and make sure I did my walk or they can walk with you or, um, you know, walk a dog or um, create a motivational weight loss quote-unquote club. Again, this is just for encouragement. Um, again, it's not comparing yourself to others. It is just for encouragement and support. It's really important. Um, I've, you know, I've done it alone too, and it's, it's not fun, you know, and I'm less likely to actually do my exercises if I don't have somebody um, to be accountable to. So again, always talk to your doctor or healthcare professional to access resources and to come up with a plan that is right for you. Um, as mentioned, there are water aerobics and even chair aerobics, which I found out during this um, little this research I was doing, which is really interesting. I also would like to throw in, look at uh, exercise routines for the elderly. Um, I know that it may not be, you may, you may not be an elderly individual, but some of those routines do tend to be slower and more um, mindful of, you know, brittle bones, that sort of thing. So that might help you out. Um, 
So check with the local senior center on that note to see if they also have exercise classes for disabled individual individuals. You don't know. Maybe they do. Or maybe they know somebody who does. It's really um, a great idea just to check them out, you know. Um, again, COVID-19 makes things difficult. I would suggest, you know, talking with your doctor in any case and make plans for what you can do inside your home during COVID. And then once COVID abates, um, whenever that happens, um, start doing those outside exercises with people. But don't, you know, don't gather with people. Stay six feet apart. You know, this is for our health. Um, again, you know, exercising when disabled, it presents us with extra challenges um, that we need to overcome, unfortunately. Um, but do not exercise to the point of pain. It really defeats the purpose um, of what you're trying to do to strengthen the muscles or, um, you know, bring up your uh, endurance or your heart rate. It, it doesn't help if you exercise to the point where, you know, it hurts and you don't want to do it anymore. Um, these um, suggestions I have are just a few examples of how to make things easier when deciding to exercise. Take it slow and don't beat up on yourself or think you aren't doing it right. There is no right way. <laughs> well, I suppose there is a right way medically so you don't hurt yourself, but don't compare yourself to others. Um, you do what's best for you. <clears throat> what's important is to improve your health and strength to the best of your ability. And that's really my takeaway. Um, this is for you to take care of yourself. And, you know, I offer these suggestions just so you can think about them and decide, you know, if you'd like to talk with your provider about an exercise plan, especially now that we are mostly indoors and sedentary, um, it's not good for normal people. Um, I, sh I should, <laughs> I should rephrase that. It's not good for able-bodied people and it's not good for disabled folks either. Um, <clears throat> again, if you'd like to get a hold of me, my email address is Erica H at New Heights, uh, New Heights Education.org. And I will see you next week with another topic regarding disability and um, the changes, you know, that we have to go through because of our disabilities. Have a great week, and I will see you next Thursday. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. 
Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.